The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Well, hello out there. And yes, I am your host, Vincent Jenna. And this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. And why did I name it the Stop Stopping Yourself show? What do we stop ourselves from doing? Well, we're going to be talking a lot about that. We've been talking about it over the past several weeks. In the past four weeks, we're about manifesting, manifesting a miracle for yourself. And so stop stopping yourself. Since we are unlimited beings, we were created by a divine force, something greater than us, source, God, whatever you want to call it, Yahweh. We have the capacity of being able to manifest all that we desire. And if we're not, if we're only manifesting some things, not all things, then we are stopping ourselves. You are stopping yourself in some way. And that's what this show is all about, is discovering the ways that you are stopping yourself, discovering the ways you may be sabotaging yourself, blocking yourself. There's nobody else who's stopping you, just you, which is a good thing because that you can change. And that's what I love to talk about in this show, is how to unblock the resistances, to release everything, the obstacles, the fears, the self-doubts. And we're going to be talking about that today in summing up how everybody has done over the past four weeks for manifesting a miracle. So that's why I decided to call this show the Stop Stopping Yourself show. But there are many shows on Unity Radio, which is spectacular, and I was just listening to the advertisement about Dr. Dream, our dream expert, Kelly Sullivan Walden. I happen to be fortunate enough to know and and just adore and love Kelly and her incredible husband, Dana. And, and here is the thing. We're going to be doing at the end of May, I believe it is, a power two hours. Since Kelly is on right after me, we're going to combine our shows to help you open up your guidance systems. And besides intuition and your your own psychic awareness and, and telepathic clairvoyant, whatever you want to call it, it doesn't matter. We tap into the same thing. You've heard me say that over and over again. And that's our consciousness that we can use to tap into our uh, intuition. Then in our unconscious dream state, we can tap into another source of guidance. So we are going to both be working on how to power those tools up within you at the end of the month. Dreams are are, are vital. As a matter of fact, 
it gives us the chance to go beyond the blocks that we wind up giving ourselves throughout the day with the way that we think about things, right? When we go to bed at night, your conscious mind goes to sleep, right? It rests, but your unconscious mind takes over and it winds up feeding you all different types of dreams, spiritual dreams and messages, physical dreams, emotional dreams. Kelly goes into all of that when you listen to her show. And you can receive tons of messages. As a matter of fact, every single dream is a message. And every single dream is about you. Even if you're tapping into something in the future telepathically, it doesn't make a difference. You're still part of it. So so be be on the lookout for that show between the two of us. But absolutely be listening to Kelly right after my show. And make a dream diary and and keep it by your bedside. You can actually, before you go to bed at night, ask for a specific dream, ask for a message, ask for a connection with a deceased loved one. You can ask for anything and receive it in your dream. And Kelly teaches you more about that. So listen to her. She's the expert on it. Um, I have certainly dabbled into it because believe it or not, and I believe that this is the reason why Kelly and I were hooked up eventually. My first um, guide, my higher self even, that I believe that I am an essence of, that introduced himself to me when this all started and actually um, helped me along the way besides the words of Jesus was Joseph from Canaan. And Joseph was the the dream interpreter, Joseph and the amazing Technicolor dream coat Joseph from the Bible, who, who was amazing. He was the one who uh, was sold by his brothers into slavery and uh, because they were jealous of him. He was the favorite son of Jacob. And then eventually Joseph became Pharaoh's right-hand man and saved Egypt because of his dream interpretation and also his skills in accounting and math. He was exceptional in sacred geometry, and uh, which came to him also in dreams. So he saved Egypt and the land and also, more importantly, um, connected the the Hebrews with the Egyptians during that time period. Um, they've all always been an isolated group of people and, because of their beliefs in one God. But it was during Joseph's reign and time, uh, which was uh, over a period of 14 years, that the Hebrews had great rapport with the Egyptians and kind of helped each other, which was spectacular. It wasn't until Ramesses came into existence, the the pharaoh um, after Joseph's existence, that they became slaves and enslaved rather than um, having an amicable relationship. So Joseph did a lot, and he was a dream interpreter, and that's where I started from. But, but... From there, it went into everything else, and, and, and let's go into everything else now. And just as a reminder, I want to tell you before I, I start again for this week, next week I have a very special show because I'm starting to bring on guests, uh, people that I really admire and respect, and just like I had Reverend Temple Hayes on uh, two weeks ago, I can't believe two weeks have gone by already, 
um, who is spectacular and always is. Next week on the May 8th show, I have special guest Dr. Aaron, Aaron, sorry, Aaron Fall Haskell. Okay, she's a doctor of divinity. She was a creator and the executive producer of Good Morning La La Land out in L.A. And it's uh, it's always live uh, as well as they have uh, podcasts. So um, Google Good Morning La La Land. She's one of the hosts. Um, it's a fabulous show. They always have some special guests on. I was on that show. Of course, they had special guests and I was one of the guests. And I'm going to be on again at the um, in May, at the end of May, also the last week of May. But uh, Dr. Erin Haskell is an amazing person. She's a new thought minister, best-selling author, self-made millionaire, uh, a global peace leader award winner. And also Forbes magazine featured her as one of the 11 most inspirational female entrepreneurs to follow on Instagram. Okay, that, you know, when they're telling you who you need to follow, then you know we're talking about special people here. So you want to hear her amazing story and the things that she is accomplishing and um, learn more about Erin um, Haskell, Dr. Erin Haskell at erinfallhaskell.com. Um, you can go to my website, vincentjenna.com, and get more information and a direct link to her and her show. So so that's next week. So be sure to come by next week. And then after that, I've got Jason Ellis, who is an XM, serious XM radio host, unbelievable guy. Um, and then I'm going to be touching on a new thing. We're going to we're going to talk about this on the other side of the hour is the metaphysical stories and meanings of the stories in the Bible. We were given such incredible, incredible guidance uh, throughout our existence. And we don't always take advantage of that, including this manifesting ability. And the Bible was one of those greatest books. It's one of the oldest books in the world that has survived. Now, it's been beaten up with a million and one different translations, quite honestly. However, if you don't take it literally, which you're not supposed to, you'll get the messages from it that you need to receive, okay, which was one of the major reasons why it was written is to be in an inspiration. And I don't believe that it was the Bible that separated people. I believe it's people's interpretations of it that separated people. It's never the spiritual word. It's never the words from God. It's never your inspiration that is wrong. It's only your interpretation of it, okay? Um, As Yoda in Star Wars said, you have to get over your fears. You've got to heal them, release them, let them go because your fears get in the way of everything. It gets in the way of your interpreting important information, and guidance, it gets in your way of taking the right steps and path in life. They get in your way of everything. And they get in the way of your manifesting. So so how did everybody do over the past four weeks? Now, now listen, anybody who's listening right now, and I know I have a lot of listeners out there. Um, I mean, they're building up by the hundreds over here. So I appreciate that all over the world. Um, don't be afraid to call in. So many of you are shy and you feel, oh, I don't want to get on the radio. Um, you can be anonymous. 
but share your experience with others here and what you were able to manifest. I've got everybody who's been writing to me and sharing these incredible stories that I think are absolutely fabulous of people who manifested money overnight um, that they weren't expecting any. They needed some, uh, they had some high bills. They couldn't see where the resources were coming from. Remember, I said none of it mattered. Uh, but just manifest and believe, write your desire statement of what you wanted. And it's so funny because so many people, and this is what I said last week, is that some of you were not necessarily specific enough. So if you had a, a $1,000 bill, um, you were asking and trying to manifest payment of that bill. So you wound up receiving unexpectedly exactly a check for $1,000 or $1,001. I mean, it was really that ridiculous in some people. There was actually somebody who received a check for one cent or one cent more. Now, that's wonderful that you were able to manifest that. So understand that you're capable of doing that, right? Um, or a temporary date that lasted only an hour rather than a lifetime. You know, the, the, the perfect person. But because the, the woman did not specify how long she wanted this, this dream of hers, this manifestation to last, it only lasted for an hour, okay? I did speak of that already. But all of these wonderful things took place. And then, yes, and then there were those that were having some really difficult times with it. And so that's what I really want to discuss today is why you're having a difficult time manifesting. Okay, why you're having a difficult time manifesting. And there could be all sorts of reasons. I even had a question. Somebody asked me. Um, whether it matters that you know what you're doing. Now, that's an interesting question because this person is a male uh, from New Jersey, and all of these things throughout his life, especially his adult life, whenever he set his mind on wanting something, he was able to create it for himself in some way. Either an opportunity came along or it empowered him to be motivated to do some work. I remember um, working with him at one point in his adult life. Um, and, and this wasn't when he was 20 years old. He was already in his late 30s by the time I met him in his 30s. And he wanted to learn how to play the piano. He said, I, I play the guitar now. I always wanted to play the piano. I, I never took up lessons to play the piano. I'm going to play the piano. And because he wanted it so desperately and because he believed that anytime he chose something, he could make it happen. All right. He learned how to play the piano. And that guy can can sit back and he is self-taught. He didn't take any lessons at all, um, completely self-taught. And he can play the piano adequately. A matter of fact, we used to have an entertainment company together where I, your truly, yours truly, Vincent Jenna here, psychic medium, used to be a mobile disc jockey. Yes, that was one of the jobs that I had, entertaining people. I used to go out and do weddings and bar mitzvahs and birthdays and um, had a wonderful time with people. And that was back in the days where we carried around 
albums and and forty fives. And let me tell you something: carrying six crates of albums and four boxes of forty five, woo wee! That was definitely a tiring job, but we had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. I'm in a lot of wedding videos that people are still watching today. And so my friend and I, we did a little work together and he would play the piano and I would sing and, and we called it United Sounds, which was so much fun. So we did some dish jockeying and we did some live entertainment as well because he was able to play the guitar and the piano. And I was a professional singer at one point. And so we did this and he just did this. So, so he asked me, um, the greatest question is it's about, like I just said, can you create things without knowing that you're doing that. And of course, the answer to that question is, yes, you can. Edgar Casey had said it perfectly when he stated different levels of consciousness. All right. Um, and, and our goal level of consciousness is to know all we know. Okay, so there is an unconscious knowing within all of us because we're connected to source. We're connected to source. So our souls deep down on a deep level know things. But we come here in the physical world, in this earthly plane, to experience what we know. And I've talked about this before. Okay, so... If we know that we're unlimited beings and we can manifest, the only way of truly owning that on a conscious level is by manifesting things. Now we know what we know. And that's what I've been trying to work with you on for the past four weeks is I want you to experience what you already know, that you're capable of manifesting all you want. So there is also a consciousness of knowing, but you don't know you know, okay? Know you know, but you don't know you know. What the heck does that mean? Well, it means you're acting the right way. You make higher choices automatically. You're even manifesting things, but you don't know that you're doing that, and you don't know how it's working or why it's working. You don't even question it. You're just doing it. Well, that's an okay thing to be able to do, but it's also inconsistent because if you don't know that you're a God divine being, okay, and that you're an expression of God, if you don't know that and you're just walking through life, but you're making good choices anyway, you know, you happen to be a kind person, you happen to be able to manifest things, well, that's all well and good and fabulous, we love that, we love that, but if you don't know that you're doing that, that you're creating that, that the choices you are making are totally in your hands and in your control, then you don't get to experience your totalness because you have no idea why it's working. So, um, yes, you need to know what you know. And that's why we keep coming back. And you can open that door at any time in the here and now. I'm actually, I referred a book to him, a law of attraction to him right away so that he can understand what he's doing that's right. 
for a couple of reasons. Not only do you get to experience who you really are and you understand who you really are as a divine unlimited being, but you can also replicate it, right? You can't replicate something if you don't know what to replicate, right? So you can't replicate the manifesting if you don't know the formula to it, if it just happens by chance. And, and so many things in life look like they happen by chance, which is one of the reasons why we sometimes believe that the world is random, um, just because we don't understand it, certainly in the beginning of time and in the beginning of our of our civilizations, uh, they didn't know back then where fire came from. They didn't know back then where rain came from. They didn't know a lot. And as time progressed, and there's a lot of stuff right now that we still don't know, right? Certainly through technology and science, we're learning a lot more. But there's so much that we don't know. We don't know, a matter of fact, what we don't know. Okay? I'll say that again, since I'm using the word no so many times. We don't know what we don't know because there's so much more out there to learn, to know, and we're not in touch with that yet. Um, Someday we'll look back on things. If we look back right now from the year 2019 to the beginning of time, oh my gosh, how much did we find out about ourselves, right? How much did we find out about life and the world, So right now, there is much about ourselves that we don't know. So yes, sometimes you will be able to create things and manifest things, good and bad, and not know why and how it's working. So it's very important to learn that for yourself if you can, especially if the information is here. It's one thing if years ago, before any of this information was shared. There were only a small group of people who may have tapped into that knowledge and wisdom about manifesting. You know, people were asking, well, why do things happen the way they happen? And the answer would be, well, I don't know. You know, um, when I was growing up, it was so funny. (laughs) I would get hit the most when I kept asking my mother why. I would ask her why for everything. Um, I um, want you to go to bed early. Why? Why can't I stay up and watch a television show? Because you need to go to bed early. You need to get your sleep. Why? Why do I need to get my sleep? And, oh, she would get so friggin' frustrated. She just smacked me and tell me to shut up and stop asking why. Because she didn't know the answers herself. So turn around and tell me you don't know the answer to that question, but you'll find out or go read a book and, and let me know. But there's got to be an answer. Now, the, the most frustrating um, time that she ever had is whenever I ask the question about God. And I asked many of them, why does God let these things happen? You don't ask why when it comes to God. That was the standard answer. You don't ask why. You just accept that's what faith is. And I would say, why is faith like that? Oh, believe me, I, I probably would have smacked me in the head a couple of times, too. I was so arrogant. and And I just... I needed to have my answers. I was so inquisitive. Now, there was nothing wrong with me, honestly. But I can understand how frustrating that could be when somebody keeps asking a question. But 
with me, when my children asked me and my wife questions, we would answer them as best we could. And I would always be able to find an answer for them. Um, I never, never received a question from my children that I couldn't find some source or some um, help or if I knew it myself uh, that I, I would say, well, just don't ask that question. Just accept it. That, that's that's a non-answer. Um, it's it's why uh, people become rebellious and angry and resentful is because they're not getting their questions answered. Why is this happening to me now? Now, you may not always like the answer, but this is the major reason why I want you to learn more about manifesting. My experience with you and exercise for the past four weeks wasn't just to manifest a miracle for you. It was to show you who you are. Okay. All right. You may have some disappointments in this. I'm not saying it was all perfect for everybody, but to the level and the degree of what you were able to manifest and the manifesting isn't over just so that you know, just because it didn't complete itself or show itself apparent within the past four weeks doesn't mean that it's not still manifesting because there is also part of the formula of universal timing, divine timing, And what that means is um, your soul and the universe knows the perfect time for something to transpire. So let's say it was about a relationship that you wanted and it hasn't transpired yet. It may not be your best timing right now to start dating. Okay, so the universe will know that your higher self knows that and it'll wait, especially if you're turning it over to the universe. It will give you a chance to do other things you need to do, and then it'll make that happen. That could be with a job, even with finances. Now, things like health, we want to have immediately happen. So really, divine timing with health um, is always about in the here and now. It's always about making things manifest now. But those are the hardest things to believe in truly is is having perfect health we're coming up to a commercial break and on the other side of the hour we're going to talk more and i want to take your question so please call in with some of the experiences you had manifesting and we're really going to talk about how to release those resistances how to get rid of the fears and the doubts and all that stuff that gets in your way that's been getting in your way for your entire life So stay with me on the Stop Stopping Yourself show. We're going to talk more about this and also about the metaphysical meanings of the Bible and how to get your favorite story translated um, on the air. So um, stay, hang around with me. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. I'm your host, Vincent Jen, and I'll see you on the other side of the commercial break. Thank you for joining us today. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. If you've been inspired by the programming on Unity Online Radio, 
We hope you will give your support so others may be inspired too. This online radio network depends on the support of listeners like you to continue operating and expand its outreach. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate today. Here's a Unity Wisdom Moment with Eric Butterworth. How much time is enough time? Ever thought about that? How much time is enough time? Time is not a quantity. It cannot really be measured. Oh, you say, but it can. I have a watch, but the watch is synthetic. There's no way to really measure time because time is a depth. It's an allness. You may say, but I only have an hour. I only have a day. And so all you do is admit to yourself and to others that you've encased yourself in a shell. And this time frame will always frustrate your creative flow. And time for you will be a matter of the clock ticking on, but it's only where you are in consciousness. So it's time to slow down, to look up, to get a sense of the eternal. And this basically is the purpose of prayer. To hear more talks from Eric Butterworth, visit truthunity.net. Follow UnityOnlineRadio.org on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and stay up to date with everything Unity. Become a fan by clicking the like button. You can join in with a Facebook Live event or just like and share our inspirational messages and posts. Be the first to find out about any big special guests on the radio, giveaways, or events at Unity Village. Make sure you leave any questions or comments about Unity programming. We want to hear from you. Discover Unity Village, and you'll find a peaceful oasis just 15 miles from downtown Kansas City, Missouri. If you're doing business in the area or looking for the perfect place for your retreat or conference, check out all that Unity Village has to offer. With 1,200 wooded acres, a beautiful nature trail, award-winning rose garden, golf course, and newly redesigned hotel and conference center, Unity Village has everything you need for that perfect event. Go to unityvillage.org to find out more. Get inspired with Temple Hayes and the Intentional Spirit, Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. Each week, Temple shares tools and practices to help you thrive in the most challenging times. Temple also welcomes fascinating guests who share their stories and struggles on the spiritual path. Follow Temple on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay up to date with the show. Become an Intentional Spirit with Temple Hayes here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Yes, welcome back. This is your host, Vincent Jenna, on the Stop Stopping Yourself show. And I do have to say, I feel so totally blessed having such incredible listeners and people who download my podcast. I mean, you're, you're incredible out there, and you constantly keep returning week after week. Um, I love you, and I appreciate you. And hopefully I'm a being of some great help. And Well, matter of fact, I know I am because I'm manifesting that, knowing. And that's what I want to talk about right now. And remember, call in at 816-251-3555 and share 
what you have been able to manifest or not manifest. And you're not a failure if you can't manifest or didn't manifest anything. It just means that you may have to put in a little bit more work. How do you get over those fears? I'm going to tell you, it really is um, not as easy. It's, it's okay. The process of manifesting is easy. The principle of believing, that's the hard part. I mean, so many of us have experienced stories in our lives, right, in our youth. We've talked about that in the past. Each one of us has a story, and it doesn't make a difference how intense that story is or how mild that story is. We still have had experiences And we've received messages um, where we've lost trust in ourselves, faith in ourselves, belief in ourselves, love of ourselves, right? Believing that we're worth achieving our dreams. I mean, let's face it. If you are not manifesting now, it's because of a belief you have about yourself. That's the bottom line. That's why you get in your way. That's why you stop yourself is because of a belief that you have. And sometimes those beliefs are very hidden. Um, I want to remind everybody, if you go to my website, vincentjenna.com, I have an online store. And at that online store are three of my lectures, or maybe four of my lectures at this point, as well as my meditation, guided meditation series. You can get any of them in digital form. Um, The one that you really want to listen to is God, It's Not Working, okay, the lecture. Um, I've, I've talked about this before, and it's so important to know that most of the time, you don't believe what you think you believe, okay? You say you believe in this. You say that, oh, I can make this happen. I totally believe in the law of attraction, and I totally believe in manifesting. And matter of fact, I even believe in myself. And yet, you're single, and you're not with somebody. You're not making the finances and the salary that you want to be making. You're not even in the job that is rewarding and fulfilling. Maybe you're getting by. Maybe you're learning how to cope, and you've coped well in your life. Maybe you've come a long way. Maybe you already have some great successes, but you don't have everything that you want, right? So that means that's an indication that you're not believing something. You're not believing in something that's vital, something that's important, that that key process that makes everything you attempt come to fruition, okay? And, and so much of that is about self-belief, self-belief. That's the first thing that is destroyed in us from our first negative messages we receive from the environment. As a matter of fact, even Dr. John Gray Um, gosh, his first book, his very first book that the the title is just not with me right now. I do believe I have it on my resource tab on my website. He stated in his book that we start losing our self-love from the first negative message we receive consciously or unconsciously from our environment. So an example that he gives is little Johnny is coming home from school and he's so proud 
because he got an A on his test and he shouts out to his mom, mom, look at how smart I am. I got an A on the test. And his mother instantaneously corrects him by saying, oh, Johnny, um, that's not good to compliment yourself. It doesn't sound nice. It's not polite. Let somebody else compliment you. Well, I'll tell you why that's so important from my firsthand experience. Um, My wife and I, when we had our second child, Kimberly, she was an absolutely beautiful baby. I mean, she's beautiful now, and I'm not just doting as a father. She was beautiful. She had the longest hair when she was born, um, and it was so long that in the nursery, the nurses used to play with her hair and put it in little barrettes and clips. And none of the other babies had that. All the other infants were bald and had the beanie caps on, right? Well, they wouldn't put the beanie cap on her because she had such a long head of hair. It literally came down over the top of her ears. That's how long her hair started. She had bangs when she was born. And by the way, future moms out there, the old wives tale about if a baby, if you're um, growing a baby that has a lot of hair, the mother's going to experience a lot of heartburn. That's an old wives tale. It's not a wives tale. It's absolutely true. My wife had the worst heartburn her entire pregnancy and my daughter came out with a full head of hair. Um, So that's just a, a little side note there. So she had such an energy about her that I used to go and see her in the nursery, right? And I would see the parents and a group of people standing around looking at a baby. And I thought that they were admiring their new babies. But no, they were staring at our daughter, just uh, totally stunned by how remarkably beautiful she was when she was born with all that hair. Look at that beautiful baby, right? Well, that stayed with her through most of her youth. Wherever we took her in a stroller, when anybody had passed her and looked at her, they always stopped to remark about how beautiful she was. Oh, what a beautiful baby. And what a beautiful little girl. Well, by the age of two and a half, Kimberly's hair was all the way down to the top of her buttocks. And I used to, I was an old hairstylist, so I used to make her hair up with the curls. And if we were living in North Carolina, then she probably would would have been a pageant girl. I'm glad that we weren't so that she wasn't a pageant girl, but I certainly dressed her like one, you know, one of those little pageant girls with the princesses and the tiara and stuff. So... When Kimberly first learned how to speak and people used to compliment her at the age of two and three and four years old, she would turn around and say, I know. So somebody would turn around and say to her, Kimberly, you are such a beautiful little girl. And she would say, so sweet and so cute. I know. And we would laugh hysterically. Um, And as she got older and was able to understand, her mother and I never tried to dissuade her from that response. But what we did do is we told her, you know, it would be really nice when somebody would tell you how beautiful you are. If you say thank you, that makes you that makes them feel good about it, too. So just add thank you to that. 
So then one day, somebody, sure enough, we're at a ball game, and and there she is um, with her little baseball cap and long ponytail and little outfit on, and uh, the girl's right next to us. These teenagers just turned around and said, oh, my gosh, what a beautiful young girl you are. And she would say, I know, thank you. And we'd laugh even more. Well, I remember the day that that would completely stop. She was 10 years old, and um, my wife and I and her were going shopping, and my mother happened to be visiting from out of town and staying with us, and we were all in the mall, and sure enough, we are walking down a corridor, and a woman happened to pass my daughter, turned around, and intentionally came all the way back, tapped her on the shoulder, and said, I just had to stop and tell you, you are so beautiful. You know, Kimberly just had that energy that attracted people and attracted that compliment. And she turned around and said, I know, thank you so much. And before I had a chance to step in or say anything, my mother instantaneously went up to her and said, oh, Kimberly, that's not very nice to say. You should just say thank you. It doesn't make you sound good when you say I know. Now, mind you, my mother heard her say I know throughout her entire youth. But now all of a sudden, because she was 10 years old and appearance mattered so much to my mom, she didn't like the way that looked. Well, no matter what my wife and I ever said to Kimberly from that day on, Kimberly never once again affirmed that she was beautiful or affirmed that she had any talent whatsoever. My daughter was an extremely talented young girl, and she still is. A matter of fact, she was up between her and one other girl for the leading role in the movie Hairspray. So that's my story of Kimberly and where our appreciation stops. And so you're fighting that. You are fighting that right now. Whatever message you received, whatever story you went through, it may have been the same. It may have been worse. It may have been nothing like that at all. But I promise you, you received some message somewhere that you're not deserving. If you're not working hard enough in life, you may have received that message from your parents working hard, right? You have to work hard. You don't deserve anything unless you put in a lot of effort in life. I mean, I don't know why anybody came up with that one. Why is it so wonderful to work your butt off in order to get anything? Oh, why? So that you can appreciate it more? Just try to make a miracle happen. That's enough work right there. And, and that's worthwhile. But to have to work so hard to get anything, that gets in the way of our manifesting. In order to believe so much, in order to be worthy. Oh, you've got to be worthy. So many other people, they're much more worthy than you. And I'm, I'm guilty of that. I can't tell you how many times I look at my own colleagues, right? And I'm sitting admiring the work they're doing and where they are and the places they get to speak at, right? And, and I turn around and I'll say to myself, geez, maybe I, I have to do more work in order to get there. Maybe I have, I'm not really worth or worthy enough to speak in a place like that, okay? Here's another 
example of that idea. It's actually written in the Bible, and it's actually a parable of Jesus's. It's a story that goes with Jesus. Um, and I just happened to hear it, which is fabulous. Um, it's from the musical Godspell, the, what I'm going to be quoting from. And it's a song from Godspell called By My Side. And it's about Mary Magdalene, who is sitting with Jesus right after she was about ready to be stoned. And, and Jesus stopped the stoning and told her, sin no more. Um, she felt very inspired by that and, and very compelled to want to follow Jesus. And so the song is about, let me follow you. Where are you going? Where are you going? I want to walk by your side. But she says, and this is the important part, I'll put a pebble in my shoe and watch me walk. I shall walk and walk. And I'll call the pebble dare. And what she's talking about is in order to be worth walking with you, what happens when we walk with the pebble in our shoe for any length of time? In a short period of time, our feet hurt. Oh, my gosh, the, whether it be under the toe, under the ball of the foot, right? And if you kept walking with a pebble in your shoe, it would throw you off balance. Your back can go out. You can you need surgery. You can get infections. Just think about that. Think about walking around with a pebble in your shoe your entire life. And she said, I'll walk with a pebble in my shoe. And then once I walk far enough with it, once I suffer enough, I'll take the pebble out and then I'll take your hand because then I'll be worthy to walk with you. And do you know that was written, the song was written not too long ago, but where the song came from was the Bible, which is extremely old few thousand years old, couple of thousand years old, maybe a little bit less than that because those stories were written about 300 years after Jesus, but right around that time, right? So for that length of time, humans have the attitude that in order to be deserving of God, of, of, of spiritual growth, of evolvement by walking with Jesus, that's the reason why she wanted to walk with him is to learn to grow right? That we think we have to suffer. So here I am, and here is, is all this information out there trying to teach you about manifesting, that you're capable of manifesting, and you have to fight the concept of walking around with the pebble in your shoe first before you're worth receiving anything. So now think about this for a moment. Let's say for sake of arguing, because we do understand the concept of soul contracts, right? I mean, all of us here that are listening to Unity Radio, we think outside the box. Chances are many of you already have had and learned some of this stuff of new age, new thought, metaphysical stuff, even paranormal stuff, whatever. Okay. So many of you um, know this information. So what? What if every single beginning story was an absolute soul contract to come down here, to go through anything? I don't care what you went through in your youth. Let's say that was a soul contract. And it was a soul contract because you thought 
that in order for you to get the glory of life, to get what you wanted to manifest, your dreams, your passion, that you thought you had to put yourself through hell first, that you had to walk with a pebble in your shoe first in order to be worthy, in order to to grow, in order to deserve all that you want to achieve in this lifetime. What if that's what you thought before you came here? And then your entire early portion of your life was about that pebble, was about that pebble that turned into a great illness, a great disability, a great problem, a great abuse, whatever it was, emotional, physical, illness, whatever you went through, whatever you can claim that gets in your way now, what if that was your pebble that you thought you needed? Well, I can tell you right now that when you walk around with a pebble in your shoe, sometimes and a lot of times you can forget that you put that pebble there and life can become so hard and you can become so resentful that you had this pebble in your shoe that you've completely forgotten that you're the one that put it there to start with, that you are the one who created all of this so that you can experience the glory and the excitement of evolving and growing right? Because it is, it's, it's so exhilarating. It's so exhilarating. Um, there is a story of Jerry and Esther Hicks um, at a lecture one time, and Abraham was speaking, and it was a question-answer period, and um, there was a husband who came along with his wife, who she dragged him there, and he really wasn't appreciating anything that he was hearing, right? And so during question answer period, he raises his hand and his wife is nervous as hell because she's like, oh my God, what is he going to ask? I know he didn't want to be here. Oh, he's going to embarrass the heck out of me, right? And so he gets picked on by Abraham and he comes up to the microphone and Abraham says, so what's your question, young man? And the gentleman turns around and says, okay, Abraham, if you claim to be so smart, right, then answer me this. Why do dogs who are also expected to be so intelligent insist on riding with their heads sticking out of car window only to get wind and debris blowing in their eyes? How come? And Abraham turned around and said, well, young man, you actually asked the most profound and important question of the evening. And now his wife is really in shock. And Abraham answers and says, the dog does it because it's so exhilarating. Because it's so exhilarating. And what he meant by that is that we would choose to come into life with that pebble. Because when we do take it out and we do grow because of it and from it, it's so exhilarating, right? Okay, don't we go on thrill rides? Oh my God, I just saw on Facebook a video of a new roller coaster from some famous amusement park here in the United States. Holy cow, this roller coaster is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. 
And it only has this tiny little bar that keeps you in place, that straps you across just the top of your legs, your thighs. And the reason why you only need that bar is because the G-force is so strong, it keeps you and pushes you down into the seat. There's no way of catapulting you out of the seat because the thing is absolutely insane. It looks like it shoots at 100 miles an hour, goes straight up, twisting straight up in the air on this track to the very top only to come over the top of the track and come straight down twisting again twisting you upside down and sometimes it just hangs up there and comes backwards instead of going forward right this crazy thing and i'm looking at that and going holy cow the things we put ourselves through in order to get that exhilaration that's the reason why we do it and how many of those things are so dangerous that wind up permanently hurting us? I mean, I've got a physical trainer. The kid is 21 years old. He's the most incredibly fit guy who knows all about the human body at such a young age. He's definitely a savant when it comes to knowing all of that, that, that information, a brilliant guy. And yet he's an extreme sportist. So he goes um, wild skateboarding and um, snowboarding. And what did he do? He was taking one of those exhilarating runs down a ski slope and was doing all these twists and turns in the air, midair, and lands flat on his back and throws out his disc and now is injured and is going to be injured for the rest of his life. Right, Because he needed something so exhilarating. And I can understand that. But, but do we really need that to accomplish our things? Right? Now I'm, I'm talking about, it seems like I'm talking about two different things. But no, the idea of exhilaration, the idea of coming into life, being tormented, being hurt, even like myself, in order for us to grow, in order for us to, to, to take great steps in life and strides, uh, that we'd be willing to go through that nonsense and crap to be worthy of it, in order to experience the exhilaration of moving away from it, that we'd be willing to threaten our health by doing these exhilarating things in order to experience our greatness. All I can tell you is this, take the pebble out of your shoe now. Just drop the fears, drop the doubts, drop the suffering. It's all by choice. And I know everybody is saying right now, oh, you're telling me I choose to be financially distressed. I choose to be unhealthy. Well, unconsciously, in a certain way, yes, you are choosing to do that. One, it could be something that your soul had created for you prior to coming down. Or two, you still need to believe in order to manifest anything. And so if somewhere you received a message that you are not deserving of, of abundance, then you are choosing to hold on to that belief. I work with people on a daily basis. And yes, people are holding on to their stories. I've, I've been told that and hear that over and over again. Let go of your story. You keep repeating your story. But what people don't understand that are even trying to teach you to let go of that is that you're choosing to hold on to it. It's not just by habit. It's because it's what you're comfortable with. You know, walking around with a pebble in your shoe, think about this for a moment. And I'm going to, and, and, and you think that this is crazy, but just, 
try to liken it to your own experiences. How many times in your own life have you even worn clothes that don't fit, but because you don't want to go out to the store or spend the money, right? You'll still keep those clothes on no matter how much they make your waist feel tight. How many pairs of shoes are you walking around with that are really uncomfortable and worn out, but you don't want to take the time to go to the store to replace them and you're holding on to them? How many of you are maintaining a position at work that you absolutely hate, but because it's giving you the paycheck and you're refusing to just go on to something else, even though you know in your heart you could do something else how many of you are in that relationship that you are holding on to that you know is not good that is unhealthy for you but yet you hold on to it because you're choosing to because i will tell you this it is more comfortable believe it or not to walk around with a pebble to live in this life abundantly to get everything you want it is more comfortable to walk around with lack because you're so used to it. You know how to live with lack. You know how to live with a pebble in your shoe. You know how to live with less abundance. That is a comfort zone for you. But to actually leave that and let go... Willy Wonka, I said last week, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the greatest line of his entire movie is what happened to the man who received everything he ever wanted? He lived happily ever after. Join me next week with Dr. Aaron Gray. It's always great to have you here. And remember, you can live ev happily ever after. Let go of your pebble and choose a different belief for a change. This is Vincent Jenna. I'm your host of the Stop Stopping Your Self show. Stay with us and listen to Dr. Kelly Walden Sullivan, Dr. Dream. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.